Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the Texas Street Latino Heat clicking heads and ripping them to shreds. The globe trotting, headshotting. Nitro Rifle from Twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. Hello, everybody. Why did uh, why did Seven hate Tekken? Why? It's Tekken 8, 9. <laughs> wow. Not... There wow. we go, everybody. Why did I introduce you first? I don't know. Out of the corner of my eye, it looks like you're next to me. <laughs> but then I looked here, and I'm like, no, you're definitely another person down. Person next to me, of course, is the new face of video games, Blessing Etayoye Jr. What up, Tim? How's it going? It's going good. Going yeah. good. We just recorded an amazing Kind of Feudy episode. A must-watch Kind of Feudy episode. Yeah, the season finale of season seven. (laughs) Season seven, yeah, of Kind of of Feudy. Feudy. You should go check that out, of course, (laughs) patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to go Why do we have seasons? I don't know. I don't know. Why do we do anything? Yeah. Because it's fun and we can. Isn't that right, Michael Hyam? Yeah, seems like y'all are having a lot of fun over here. Uh, While I was over somewhere else having fun playing uh, an exclusive game preview that y'all did not get hands-on with. (laughs) Ahaha. You got little hands, you got your feet. You kick yeah. a lot in Tekken, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's oh, two yeah. buttons dedicated <laughs> <That's> to <pretty laughs> <much it>. kicking. <laughs> two punches, two kicks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Switching yeah. up them combos. Yeah, we're going to be doing a little uh, Tekken 8 preview today. Really excited to hear Michael's thoughts on all of that. But of course, this is the kind of funny games cast. And every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. Our Resident Evil 4 review just went up last week. You can check that out. Um, of course, we got a whole bunch of cool stuff coming on. Expect a whole bunch of previews, reviews predictions, all the normal stuff you've come to know and love from Kind of Funny Games in the next couple months as we head into Summer Game Fest and maybe E3. Maybe not. You thought? I doubt it. I just Ah. just don't know. You know? Uh, But we'll see. Whether it happens or not, we will be here talking about video games. What what was your reaction when you saw the news pop up today as the time of recording, but yesterday as the time this this show drops? Everybody's pulled out of E3 as the headline. (laughs) I mean, it's just wild, man. Like, it's it's... I can't wait for July to be able to look back and see how everything actually shook out. Like, mm. What is E3 going to be? Uh, real, real quick, is going it? around the table, does E3 2023 happen? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Andy? Zero percent chance. Zero percent chance. Y'all, for reals? Yeah, I don't, I don't think oh. that's happening. No. I'm, I'm sitting at a 60% it's happening oh, at this point. Oh, I'm sorry, Tim. What's yeah. it gonna, what, what, if it happens, what, what's there? I don't fucking know, but I think they're gonna do it. It's the ball pit. I thought I thought my pullout game was strong, but three, though. <laughs> games industry's on another level. Yeah, <laughs> woo. You know, shit is expe- wild. I, blessing. I expected like, a couple of food trucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a couple of food trucks. They got like I don't know. Yeah, a, a ball pit. Selling some churros. A ball pit. They got like, but the food trucks are selling. They're selling the food for Firefest, like just the sorry ass looking <laughs> oh bologna and cheese. God. They're not E3. much different than a normal E three. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, without the games. Yeah. God. What a world we live in. But hey, there are games we can talk about, and we're going to do that here, of course, youtube.com slash games or roosterteeth.com is where you can get the video versions. If you want it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Cast, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free and watch live as it's recorded, you got to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producers, Delaney Twining and Tripod++. Um, they get to watch the kind of foodie we were just talking about, and it's excellent. So hey, you can join them. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Uh, today we're brought to you by Rocket Money and Shady Rays, but we'll talk all about that later. We have a video a fighting video game renaissance upon us. Uh, we've been talking about a little Street Fighter 6 in the last couple months. Uh, Tekken 8, the hype is real. You got to play it, Michael. Yes. What'd you think? Ooh. I'm 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 into it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm hyped. That, I'm that, hyped. You, you had me up with the mmm there. Oh, I was I was like, I'm 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 tasting it. I'm 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 ready to for the full meal of Tekken 8 because I got to I got hands-on preview. It's an early build of it, but I fell in love with Tekken all over again just from just from playing uh playing the playing the preview build. Uh, so I got I got have a long history with Tekken. So uh, I grew up on Tekken. Shouts out to my brother Johnny. He uh he was the one who always like introduced video games to me. We talk a little bit about it when we're talking about Crisis Core. 
couple months back, but uh, him and I played a lot of Tekken growing up. So Tekken 2, Tekken 3, we threw hands all the time. We was in training mode. We were learning all the characters. We were doing some wild shit with Yoshimitsu, Mokujin, like all those wild characters. Who's your main? Huarong, for sure. That was that. Oh, you're one of them ones. I love Huarong. I could could do air juggles with Huarong. Are you doing the 10-hit combos? I, I I could when I was like ten years old I was I was nice with it I I didn't know where that came from but but yeah uh, I grew up a lot of Tekken Tekken Four was a transformative thing for me because back at home in San Diego where this is Tekken Four was out in the arcades when I started when middle school high school so I was going to the mall I was going to the arcades with my friends uh, and I played a lot with uh, San Diego Tekken SDT so shouts out to Mark man who's now like the brand manager for Tekken and Bandai Namco. He, we grew up in the same neighborhood. I used to play Tekken 4 with him in the arcades awesome. when we was, uh, he's older than me, but like when we was all kids. Uh, so the Tekken lineage is very strong. Um, and Tekken 7, like I didn't play Tekken 5, uh, 6. Uh, my video game t- tastes kind of changed through the years, but Tekken 7 came around. It was actually the first uh, game that I covered for when I first got hired to GameSpot. And uh, that was that was pretty wild because my first industry interview was Katsuhiro Harada and came back around and I, I let him know when I went to go preview Tekken 8. I was like, hey, bro, listen, you, you were a big part of my life, man. I play a lot of Tekken and you were my first interview. And when I was in games media and he's like, oh, shit, that's what's up. And that was that was the extent of it. But uh, but yeah, I always, every time I go to Evo, we we'll love seeing some good ass Tekken. Uh, shouts out to Tasty Steve, who I saw at the preview event as well. Uh, so Tekken sounds like one of Mike's friends. Yeah, the, the, the roots <laughs> run deep. Um, but yeah, getting hands on with Tekken Eight, I fell in love all over again. Oh, and yeah. uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of, I guess, smaller details that make Tekken feel fresh. Because my first impression when Tekken Eight was announced was, what can they possibly do to make Tekken feel fresh again? Um, I felt like Tekken Seven had been the pinnacle of the franchise. Where do they go from here? All the characters felt very balanced. Uh, it was complex enough. Uh, it was fun to watch at Evo all the time. Uh, it lasted. It's been eight years since Tekken 7 c- came onto the scene. And even just last Evo, we were still out there, a full crowd, stadium full of people getting hyped off of Tekken. It's still one of the most exciting games to watch at Evo. Hell like I remember yeah. watching it in 2019 um, in Arson Ash. That's when he was having yes. his run. And he was yeah. like this dude that came out of nowhere that was kicking ass. And... That was the one game that I had tuned into where I was like, I can't take my eyes off this. Like, yeah. It is such a fun game to watch. And it's a game that still brings in the hype when you're talking about mm-hmm. finding game community coming around and watching a game. Yeah, some good-ass Tekken. There's nothing like it. Uh, but Tekken 8, I think, is going to push the bar in some interesting ways that I think veterans and people who are like deep in deep in the gameplay mechanics of Tekken are going to su- be surprised about. So uh, I can get into all that. I don't know wh- which direction. That's what I want. Man. I mean, right. I, my, my first question for you is you being such a big fan of yeah. Tekken 7, what is the biggest difference uh, with it initially? Okay. The first thing uh, I'm going to mention is what's called the heat system. It's another bar that you have to manage. It's, it's another meter. And the heat system, which is brand new to Tekken, uh, they got rid rid of Rage Drive. That is no longer there's still Rage Arts, uh, but there's no longer any Rage Drive, and that's been replaced by the heat system. Hmm. So how this works? Uh, let me see if I can uh, kind of explain this a little little better than uh, in previous conversations. But so the um, the heat system is something that each character gets once per round, and you can activate it at any point. And so you have a 10 second window to use the heat system. And there's a couple ways you can do it. You can initiate it with a uh, like a powerful uh, input like a, an attack, a uh, special attack to initiate the, to the the heat system, or you can just press a button and you can do a little move and it'll transition into the heat system. So if you use what's called a heat engager, which is a powerful attack to start uh, your countdown, um, you can follow it up with a heat dash and you can spring into a huge combo. So this is kind of a um, a way for to give players a little bit more of offensive tools because I think that's one of the criticisms of Tekken 7 was uh, it's a, it can be a very defensive game. So if you watch some high-end matches, there's a lot of hunkering down and playing defensive. So what the heat system does is it gives each player an opportunity to have new offensive tools. And it also, while you have that have heat active, it gives your it gives certain moves for that character special properties. Uh, for example, uh, some of King's throws are inescapable under heat. Uh, June, who uh, was just revealed, I played a lot of June Kazama, and she's like one of my favorite characters in Tekken 8. Uh, and going back to Tekken 3, uh, it's it's really cool to see her again. So she has other powerful attacks where it takes some of her health away 
to uh, when she when she uses those attacks. So it's a kind of a high risk, high reward thing with her. But under heat, it doesn't take away any of her health when she uses some of those powerful moves. And, her outfit's fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And for another example is with uh, Kazuya. When he's under heat, he he uh, has like a devil transformation, and his move set completely changes. Hmm. So it's like this extra layer of offensive capabilities that was never a part of Tekken in the past. And you think of other fighting games, they always have different meters that you manage, and you have supers and all, all these other mechanics. So Tekken has that now as well. And I think the way that they've implemented it, at least from what I've seen so far from just the 10 characters that they've shown, um, it adds a very welcome layer of complexity uh, to the Tekken formula. So this play is just like you remember from Tekken 7 and previous entries because Tekken is very consistent. Uh, some of the some of my my tendencies when I, I built when I was playing Tekken 3 all the way back in the day, those things still kind of matter now when I'm playing Tekken 8. But with this heat system, uh, I have to think about each character and how I can take advantage of this this new mechanic. And I also, as you know, if you're playing high level, you need to account for that when you whoever you face. So if I'm playing, I'm playing June, and I play against like King or whatever, and they go into heat mode, I'm like, oh, they can do. X, I hate y, that it's called Z. heat. I hate when you say they go into heat. heat yeah, especially when it's, it's with, like, with oh, the little heat. kitty King. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kitty King, he's in heat. Oh, oh now his throws are inescapable. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. So I mean, on paper, it doesn't like sound like much. But once you actually get hands-on with it, you're like, oh, shit, this, this how, opens a whole new world. How does it change the flow of the match? Because you mentioned they, they took away the, like, the rage drive system, yeah. which in Tekken 7, when your health gets low, right, you start blinking red a little bit. Yeah. And that, that, that then opens up certain rage moves. There's, like the rage, there's rage arts, which I always get to mix yeah, up. You still have rage arts. You still have rage arts. But and you don't have rage drive. So rage drive is the Which one is rage drive? Which one is rage art? Rage drive was, um, I think it was, uh, I can't remember. Recall it was similar to where like you you have different um like I think you have like different moves or uh different attack properties yeah uh, under under rage like powered up moves yeah. and then is the other one like the get out of jail like it you was press a super a, super okay yeah, you press super. the button and then you do like a kind of a grapple yeah. move or whatever and... it's a, it was it's set up as like a comeback mechanic yeah uh, so you don't have rage drive but you have rage arts gotcha um, so you still have that that wild super move that's going to do like thirty three percent of your opponent's health bar. Uh, and you're still going to be glowing red when you're down to like 20% health or whatever that thing is. A um, couple things there is that introducing the heat system, uh, instead of having rage drive, it puts the players in much more control of when they want to use it. Rather than like, oh, well, there's this whole mechanic that I can't use unless I'm in a really tough spot or I'm about to about to get KO'd in this round. Now it's kind of like, okay, how do I... In I can incorporate this into my into my moveset, into this match, however I want. I could start the round doing that. I can... I can uh, tee that up into a combo, or if I if I do, if we're like playing football. Wait, sorry, you said you could start the the round with it. You don't need to build the meter at all. No, no, no. You, okay, oh, so yeah, so yeah. Got it. Every every character has uh, access to activating heat at any point, once per round. So you can do it straight up at the start of a match. You don't have to build it up. Um, it's just you you activate it and it starts counting down. So um, you can incorporate it into the middle of the match. You can incorporate it while you're juggling uh, in a combo. So it's up to you how you want to use it. So it gives players more control over how they use their character. Uh, now, when it comes to the Rage Arts, they completely revamped the animations for the Rage Arts. Y'all need to see some of this shit, man. Because uh, in, in before in Tekken 7, the Rage Art was like this, oh, he, he does like a, I don't know, they do like a wild, like powerful punch and the, like the, the camera slows down to zoom in on that, on the, on the hit or whatever, and then it keeps it moving. They have like a whole cinematic cut for these things. It's like Dragon Ball Fighters or like Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm. When you hit a rage art, it's like the camera just does some wild it like cuts it, it goes into this its whole cutscene alone. Um I think one of my did, favorites did that seem like it might get old? Like was it like pre can stuff? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh now that you mentioned it, I think it can because you're gonna be using rage arts all the time. You're gonna be doing this every round for every match. And they are a little bit drawn out they're fun to watch the first few times and i think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch in pivotal moments in a match or during hype moments but when you're constantly using it like players are going to be constantly using these uh these rage arts i think it might be a, a bit much 
Um, but they they went they went ham on that thing, man. Because uh, I think Lars is one of my favorite uh, characters to play as in in eight. I didn't play much of him in seven, but he basically does like Sasuke's Chidori, and he had, does like these lightning strikes, and then it's like anime as hell. And then he does like he he zooms past in the screen, and he has like his head down, or whatever. And there's a lightning storm behind him and shit, and it does all this damage. It's like a whole ten second cutscene. I'm like, I love this bullshit. <laughs> I would not love this bullshit if I'm getting my ass beat or if I'm the one on the losing end of that. Uh, but it really feels like they're they're introducing new production values into it as well, not just from a mechanical standpoint. It's like, oh, we also have new animations for rage arts. We have uh, beautiful stages with new types of destruction. Does it does it feel like a step forward? Because you mentioned that yeah. Street, uh, or Tekken Seven came out what eight years eight ago? Eight years ago, man. In, in like, arcades, yeah. In, in arcades, right? Came to console at least in the U.S. in like 2017. 2017, yeah. Um, and it's been a while. And I know, like, talking to people, right? Like, I still think I look at Tekken Seven. I'm still like, oh yeah, this looks really good. But yeah. when you look at it now, th- there are there are parts of it that feel like they look dated. Does this look like it's a PS5, mm-hmm. you know, current gen type title? Yeah, I think it does. When you when you look closer, when you actually play it, and when you look at the closer details, you could see how the the special effects have been ramped up. But the stages just feel like they have a lot more depth in what's going on. I think there's like a stage in Times Square, New York, and it, it's like you know there's a lot going on in the background. Uh, there's new types of stage destruction, like I mentioned. Uh, the one uh, with June's trailer that just came out, they show her fighting in like this this beautiful forest river area. Uh, it just it looks really nice. Yeah, the water nice. splashing around there. I was like, damn, this, yeah. that's pretty cool looking. Yeah, they have a lot more effects, and it, yeah, it looks beautiful. And for it to be able to run, it needs to run in you know at least sixty FPS, uh, 4K, mm-hmm. I imagine. Um, so yeah, it really does feel like a genera- generational step up, a step uh, forward, step not, not a side step. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because uh, I forgot I forgot that this was a 3D fighter. By the way, I was playing <laughs> this thing and I was like, oh, I could sidestep. I forgot about that. Because I play so many 2D anime fighters, like that's my bread and butter. So it's been a while, and it's been a while since I played into Tekken. So I was like, "Oh, you could sidestep and shit." This is a 3D fighter, <laughs> um, but yeah, this game—the game looks beautiful. The character models have been revamped. Um, there's just a lot more detail, and it runs smooth. It runs great. It looks great, and it's gonna be—it's um, gonna be fun as a spectator to be seeing uh, seeing this game in action. And like I mentioned, those. Those rage arts—they put a lot of those. Those look expensive. We were talking about Final Fantasy 16 before, with like the the big icon battles and all those battle transitions. It feels like Tekken 8 is doing their own version of that with all Hell the yeah. rage arts. Yeah, Andy, you had your your hand raised. Yeah, I just wanted to know what this sort of marked for the future of Tekken, because like I, I'm looking at some sales numbers and I'm kind of shocked by this, um, just because I feel like Tekken has always been this sort of game that's been around and has been successful but i didn't know it was as successful as like 10 million sold Mm -hmm. as tekken 7 did right that's like that's a pretty large number especially for a fighting game right how do you think that tech do you think tekken 8 takes that next sort of step into bigger more massive sales or do you feel like maybe other fighting games are going to sort of take the spotlight here um i feel like tekken has the longevity it has the brand recognition and it has the community to be sustainable long term. Like you, I don't think there's ever been a fall off uh, since Tekken Seven. It's been growing and growing. And the thing too is that Tekken Eight is simultaneous, or it it there's it's releasing on console straight up at first. Um, and Tekken Seven had a two year gap before it came to consoles. So this being, I guess, maybe, I'm not 100% sure, but maybe the first Tekken to come out on console first rather than arcades is kind of a big deal. And it's going to give the game like a, a really strong start. Of course, uh, we don't know when it's going to come out yet. They still haven't uh, put out a release date. Do you get a vibe from playing it? Uh, it, it feels pretty, it feels like feature complete. Like the stages looks complete. The characters that I play, there's only 10 playable in the demo, but their move lists That's are 10. there. Yeah. yeah, the systems feel like they've they've been all figured out. So uh, to me, it's just a matter of maybe they're still working on like story stuff, cutscenes, things like that, um, and working on bringing new characters and drip feeding us with uh, with new reveals and all that. Um, and I Tekken's rosters go deep, go very very yeah. deep. So ten characters is nothing to to the. It's been surprising the seeing them release new characters. What feels like almost weekly. Yeah. Where I check Twitter and I'm like. Oh damn! They revealed Lars. Oh damn! They revealed June. Oh damn! They revealed Law. It feels like they're dropping them at a, de- at a pretty fast yeah. pace, and it feels like almost like they're getting there. Where 
I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, hey, this fall, like, yeah. do you might think get your hands on it? Uh, it I, I feel like it should be. I feel like this this would be a good fall twenty three release. Um, just because uh, I mean, they gave it gave us a a, a full pr- like a preview of the game, and it, it's like, oh, okay, y'all are ready to start showing this. And the, the like you mentioned, the pace at which they're rolling out different characters is kind of like they figured all these things out. Now, now it's just a matter of figuring out the pacing of which how they want to market their game, or whatever. So uh, definitely, um, going back to An- Andy's question though, uh, I, I yeah, I feel this is like a this is for the new generation. I, if I recall correctly, I don't think these are coming out on previous consoles as well. Mm. This is actual full generation push. So uh, I think that I think that that's uh, of course you're going to be missing out on a player base that are still on older gen consoles. But I think it'll have people more excited to jump into this game as like, oh shit, this is a genuinely like next generation fighting, fighting game, game. Yeah. Really that looks fighting and yeah, specifically, that lo- yeah. yeah, that looks and feels like it's taking advantage of that hardware so with that i mean obviously we have to talk about street fighter street yep. fighter 6 coming out in june and um it also seems like it's going to be a great like kind of uh bring on point for for new players and it looks like it's going to deliver for um the ogs and people that have uh, played along the the line with it but uh one thing that they're really focusing on is the more accessible yes. side of it of like making it uh fun for casual players uh-huh. to, to play a little bit more smash brothers style yeah how, from your experience, was there something like that, or are they going super competitive? I'm glad you asked, man, because I was going to bring up what's called special style. So special style is a, a lot of fighting games have simplified control schemes, um, and Tekken does too, and they call it special style. The thing about what Tekken 8 is doing with this is that it's a toggle in match. You can switch to special style at any moment mm. while you're playing the game. In real time? So, yeah, wow. you, yeah, in real time. You can just press L1 or uh, LB, and your control scheme immediately switches. Very interesting. So it's a uh, one. It makes it a lot easier for casual players to jump in. Like, oh shit, I didn't configure or choose the the control scheme that I want. It's like, oh, don't worry about it because you could switch on the fly. It doesn't take any frames. It's not uh, like an animation that a character has to do. It's just a toggle on and off immediately on the fly. Um, so it gives it gives players that they they can press mash square and they'll do a cool combo or they can press triangle and they'll do like a powerful hit or they can hit x and they'll do they'll do a, a good like a, a strong low attack or if they want to use their their rage drive uh, they can or their rage art sorry uh, they can just press this button or whatever so um, it is gives it them... like um Go ahead. is it like Street Fighter where the devs of Street Fighter <laughs> mentioned that hey yeah you can go with this sort of simple style but yeah you're going to get more damage and you're going to get more out of going with the, the, the standard style of fighting. It's kind of like that. And yeah, like, like, uh, like Tim mentioned, uh, street fighter six has that, um, and guilty gear Exert had it too, with a stylish mode. Um, the thing is that it, it, it strikes that balance where you have a very limited move set. If you're using special style, like you can only do a few combos or a combo, I think, or, and you can only do like one special powerful attack or whatever. Um, so at least they have access to that. So, but it limits the possibilities of what they can do. They don't. It's not as flexible. Um, but what I've seen and what I've what what Katsuhiro Arata was telling me in an interview is that their playtesting team have found ways to mix and match special style into regular play. Since you can toggle it on and off on the fly, he mentioned that there are situations in which some players will. You know, it'll come down to the wire and they don't want to mess up or whatever. They don't want to, like, have a an errant imp, uh, button input uh, and, like, that can call the match. So sometimes what they do is they switch to special style in that moment and say, okay, this is the combo I'm going for, so I'm just going to do it off of matching square or whatever. So he said that he's seen people mix and match mm-hmm. using special style. And because he recalled before, like, people playing Tekken 7 is that if they want to use rage art, they would have to do like a like a special button uh, input combo. Um, and he saw a lot of players just mapping uh, their rage art to a single button, like a macro, uh, because they don't want to mess it up in the heat of the moment. Um, and that's kind of the energy that they're channeling with special style. Uh, is not that just is this this is a tool for newcomers to enjoy the game for approachability, uh, but there will be ways, at least from what he's seen and what he said there'll be ways for higher level players to incorporate that as like another way to mix up their move set. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if that's going to actually play out like that, but it'll be interesting to see if players do end up taking advantage of the fact that they can just switch to it at any time. Mm. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, it is a cool feature because I know some people are like, damn, I need to go back to the controls and 
Uh, I was like, oh, let's restart the match because I didn't pick the right control screen. It's like, no, it's it's just right there. Uh, so it's it's an interesting way of handling that, uh, and we'll see how it plays out. Andy? Did you play against the just uh npcs or did you play against other mm. people in the press i had to i had to play real people there were uh i don't think they they didn't have uh they didn't have ai or uh computer controlled uh matches in there so i was like damn all right i guess i gotta i gotta face uh mitchell saltzman from <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, i gotta face uh maximilian and tasty's day out there yeah uh no I, I played some of the folks at from bandai namco as well and uh I was actually able to keep up with Mitchell Saltzman, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, he's, I'm he's more of a Guilty Gear guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he doesn't want the smoke in Tekken. <laughs> ah, you know, I'm kind of nice with it. Mitch, <laughs> if you want to, if you want the run back, you know where to find me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, him and I were trading blows. We're trading matches uh, when we were playing. Uh, I really liked Lars and June. And I really felt like I got to figure that out. I think he was using King. Uh, I mean, he was still trying to figure, figure out how to use those different characters. So I was whooping his ass on the low. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had to, we had to play, uh, we had to play each other. Uh, but I, I think I, I liked that aspect, you know, um, different playing different levels of skills and seeing how, how everyone is kind of learning it on the fly because there are a lot of people. It's like, uh, uh Brian Shea from, uh, Game Informer was chilling and he was like, I haven't played Tekken in since like Tekken three. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's, uh, let's throw hands. Let's see what's up with it. Um, so yeah, it was it was fun. How how were the modes, or did they talk about modes? Like, is did they talk about single player or anything else that's in the game? Uh, nothing, nothing I can share uh, as far as uh, confirmed details. But I did ask about story, mm. and basically, Harada said, "We're just doing some wild shit with the story." He, the, and he also framed it that we're throwing everybody into the volcano. Yeah, <laughs> I, maybe because he he doesn't know. He comes sometimes. They say that. Uh, or he was mentioning that sometimes he like has to, has other business to attend to. That he comes back and checks in on the development of Tekken Eight, and he looks at what the team has done with the story. And he's like, "Yo, what the fuck are y'all doing?" Um, <laughs> That's and, a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah. So he, even, even he mentioned he's like, "Yeah, I'm surprised by some of the wild shit that the that the team is is cooking up." Uh, but uh, I want to see Tekken Force. You know what I'm saying? I want God, to see Tekken I bowling. Tekken Force. I want I want Tekken Force and Tekken bowling. If they don't got that in there, I'm gonna be pissed. How, but, how's the music? Uh, oh damn! Um, I can't, I can't recall. That, that's my fault. I was so focused, uh, but I know you're, you're focused on winning. I, I yeah, Mitchell I'm focused Sausman on winning, but I can't focus on that head, dub. <laughs> What'd you say, Andy? Mitchell Sausman was in your head, bro. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, he was playing mind games with me. I was focused. Um, I, I the music is gonna be incredible. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> they were playing. They were playing um, uh, music in the background. Got it. Uh, so I was like, ooh, what is this? What is this pendulum they're playing, they're playing drum the, and bass right Tekken te 7 soundtrack they were playing back there. Yeah, the, the, the soundtrack is going to be dope from, from what I can remember. But it's a high bar because Tekken, Tekken 7, 7 soundtrack is off ooh, the chain. Oh, my God. Those Infinite Azure songs. Man, that yeah. shit is fire. But it's a high bar. But I, I have no doubt that Tekken 8 is at least going to meet that. Um, How do you feel about the, the roster so far? Like I, mm, you, you mentioned, yeah. you play you played as June, right? We know again about Law and like uh, Lars and a few other yeah. few of the other characters. Does it feel like a solid roster so far? Are there wants and desires you have for mm. characters they continue to announce? Yeah. So like I said, there's only ten uh, so far that they've shown or was, who was playable it was Paul, Law, uh, Jin, Kazuya, King, uh, June, Lars, uh, Zhao Yu was playable. Uh, Zhao Yu was actually just announced as the as of recording or not recording this but when this goes up mm. uh so Zhao Yu was just announced I was going to say I don't think they've announced <laughs> Zhao Yu. <laughs> yeah yeah we're 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 okay to say that because <laughs> yeah. we see into the future and we see that Ling Zhao Yu is now in uh is in Tekken 8 and if, uh, I think World a couple others that I'm that are, Jack 8's in it um uh, or the, the new Jack Have they shown Heihachi or was Heihachi in the thing No no oh, Heihachi interesting yeah I, I can't wait to toss his ass in the volcano Question but, for you character wise Yeah I haven't played Tekken since like seriously, since three, and then like I've dabbled uh, yeah. a little bit with four. Um, and I don't think I played five and six. Maybe I think we did a party mode for seven, Andy. But that was it. What's up with my boy Eddie Gordo? Because like I know he was gone huh. from four. We got he was in seven. He was in seven. He's in seven. Yeah. Okay, cool. He's definitely got. He's got to be in eight. He's gonna Good. be the eight roster for sure. That dude is. He's a. He's an icon. He's a staple of the franchise. But I want to make sure Huarong's in there because that's my guy. I asked about. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, uh Josie. Is not a, a necessarily a popular character in the broader Tekken lore, but I asked Harada. I said, "Yo, I know you say don't ask me for shit, but I asked them for some shit." I said, "Harada, Katsuhiro Harada, please put Josie Rizal in Tekken Eight. Please, my Filipino queen, 
The one who matters most in the world of Tekken is Josie Rizal. Please put her in there for my people, for me. Represent the Philippines. Let's go. Please, Harada. Listen to me. <laughs> uh, but he was like, <laughs> I think what he said back is like, oh, wow, we don't, we don't. We don't hear that often. <laughs> and left it at that. And I'm like, ah. Oh, I'm rooting for you, man. That's so funny. Uh, damn. So. Uh, I want to I know about controls because I've always been interested in, in fighting games. I'm not good at them. I enjoy playing them. Um, and I know people prefer arcade, like having the, yep. the stick and all that. I've never been able to feel confident in that. Like, I feel like just because I started with controller, I feel, to, yeah. I feel better with a controller. And I, I just feel like I'm, I don't have as much control over uh, arcade machines. Mm -hmm. Where are you guys at with that? And what did you play on for this preview? Ooh, I, I played both uh, gamepad, PS5 gamepad, and they they busted out a fight stick for me because I was like, hey, y'all got any fight sticks in the back out there? And they say, yeah, yeah, we'll get you one. Uh, so I played a little bit of both. I think Tekken is one of the fighting game franchises that you can really thrive on controller. Uh, I don't feel like there's any, uh, there's no necessarily any drawbacks in using controller. And I think that's been the way of fighting games more, uh, more recently is that, you know, they come out on consoles. Most people are going to be playing with a controller. Not everyone's going to invest in a fucking fight stick. Um, so uh, I feel like games have kind of tailored a little, fighting games have a little bit, you know, tailored towards uh, controller players with, without taking away the precision of a fight stick. So I prefer fight stick just because. Um, I feel more comfortable with that, playing in the arcades, playing a lot of 2D anime fighters. I feel a lot more confident in my execution uh, with it. But I was also playing controller, and after about maybe like 15, 20 minutes, I said, all right, I, I, I get it. And I think for a 3D fighter, too, being able to have that precision of like, oh, I'm going to sidestep by pressing tapping up or tapping down. Um, and I think the the way that button inputs work with tech and where I'm not necessarily doing quarter circles all the time or half circles. It's more like, okay, I'm going to dash and do this thing. I'm going to do a rising from crouch. Uh, I'm going to do a move like rising up from a crouch or I'm going to backstep into a, uh, to another thing. So I'm not doing all these these wild directional inputs the same way I'm like doing in a Melty Blood or an Undernight, uh, which are like two of my favorite fighting games. Uh, but so those games definitely thrive on stick. Tekken, you'd, I don't see any like discrepancy between oh you're a controller player you're a you're a fight stick player and i think when you go into the competitive scene you'll see that there's it's pretty much split between gamepad and fight stick but i'm gonna stick yeah. with fight stick i think for like it from what i've experienced right it feel it very much feels like whatever your preference is or whatever you came up with because i am not a fight stick person like i very much prefer controller and i think so much of that is i got probably more into fighting games during the ps2 era and ps3 era with like the Mortal Kombat games on um, on PS2, but then in PS3, right? Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, uh, Tekken Six, um, and then yeah, we, like or Soul Calibur on the PS2 as well, right? Like these are all games that I played with controller, and I didn't have the opportunity really to like get good uh, at arcade. I'm right there with with, good, with Michael where. For like 2D fighters, like I've played a lot of Guilty Gear Strive um, when it came out and like a little bit over the last couple of years. And there have been times where I've noticed like, oh man, I'm wanting to get this specific move off and it's not like yeah. I'm not able to get it off the, the way I want to, but I still prefer that trade off over having to relearn my entire muscle memory with uh, a fight stick. So I just, I just eat it every single time. But <laughs> with Tekken, like Tekken really is way simple um comparatively where like my movement in tekken is yeah like i'm dashing at an opponent or like you know i am it's more about for me it's more about the timing versus in yeah. guilty gear strive i feel like i have to like manage my space and i'm dashing around and like making sure that i have the space between my, me and my opponent while being in the air being on the ground getting like the high jump in the air dashing forward doing the quarter circles jump like cancels. doing all this jump can like i'm doing so much crazy shit in a 2d fighter versus something like tekken where tekken i think it really is no, like no, it really is to choose how you want to play, right? Like the the um, controls are are simple, simpler in that way, right? I think it's more so about timing and getting your combos right, and like trying to play that rock paper scissors yeah. game against your opponent, maintaining your juggles. Fuck, yo, Tekken Four machines back in the day had PS2 ports on the side of them. That's awesome. So you could bring like I oftentimes saw a lot of people bringing their PS2 wow. controllers to the arcades back in the day because they had ports on them. That's you know Tekken is designed for controllers in that way. Uh, Andy, uh, I, I know you're more similar to me when it comes to fighting games where like, you have fun with them, but they're not your go-to. Are you excited for Tekken 8? I feel like Street Fighter 6 is going to be the one Street Fighter or the one fighting game that I get really into this year um, because I'm just not super into fighting games at all like I, like I used to be back in the day when I was a lot more into following the FGC. But um, I feel like, yeah, Tim, I have time for one and it's probably going to be Street Fighter 6. 
I might give this one a download and just check it out because I love seeing, especially games that are meant for next gen. I just love looking at visuals, looking at uh, character models and stuff like that. But I don't really intend to get super into this one unless like unless blessing pressures me enough, then I might. I'm down to pressure you. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like this this wave of fighting games is the best wave to get into mm. because you're there's four big fighting games on the horizon, right? You're talking about Street Fighter Six coming out in June. You're talking about Tekken Eight coming out hopefully within the year. You're talking about Mortal Kombat Twelve, which was announced to come out somewhere in the fiscal year, and then eventually Project L. And I think these are all games that. Yeah. Oh, I, Project Delph. I think those are all going to have big audiences, and I think because of how things seem paced out right now, you might have time between each where, you know, who knows if you're going to play, be playing Street Fighter in the fall, right? Like, I think by that time, maybe it is time to move on to Tekken, right? And, like, maybe you will have enough time with Tekken where it is. All right, I've sunsetted this. Oh, Mortal Kombat's out. That's the hotness right now. Let's get into it. I think especially with the recent version of Andy Cortez that is into Souls games, <laughs> that is into, like, these hard-ass hard action games. For me, that's the... that's the crossover that's kind of made it easier for me to get into from software games is the fact that it's pure it's pure mechanical right it's pure oh i am dying over and over again but it's okay because i enjoy this experience of trying to get better and and best my uh, opponent right in the the case of from uh, from software games the boss um mitchell saltzman is the mitchell saltzman is my from software (laughs) my from software (laughs) he's he's my tech and my tech boss like i got got him good sometimes but i'll be back i think i i got so i got so much good patience from losing in fighting games that helped me with with, yeah. with souls like games and i think it could work vice versa where i'm sure andy you've died plenty of times while playing Elden ring or dark dark souls or whatever that i i imagine <laughs> it, it might be an easier time coming in coming through and playing a fighting game and, and building that skill because you know you have an idea of how how to get good with mechanics it's wild how much more patient I've become as a gamer. I've, again, you know, Patient Pete mm-hmm. is somebody uh, who I've is a gamer that I found within myself, within my soul. And it's wild thinking about, you know, just the way I used to sort of see the process of learning and dying back in the day to now when we are playing Elden Ring co-op with Nick and Nick dies five times to a boss. He goes, fuck this. I'm out. I can't do this anymore. It's like, dog. Like we're just getting started. Sometimes something takes thirty times to uh, what? Like five times? Yeah, it's really really wild. So like I I I am all about the I I am all about the mind game of the mechanics and watching fighters do it. I don't know if I'm necessarily into me doing that, but I love like uh, I feel like this is going to be the year that I get even more back into Evo, like, cause I feel like last year was kind of like the comeback year of me kind of getting back into Evo, knowing that we have all these big fighting games on the horizon. I feel like this coming Evo is going to be the one that I'm like, all right, it's going to be like, it's going to be like uh SGDQ for me. And it's going to be like just random kind of, I'm, I'm trying events. to go to Evo, the physical event. Evo, I'm, I'm trying to enter into Street Fighter 6 Evo. Yes, sir. Who's with me? I'm I'll be rooting you on, Bless. I'll be rooting <laughs> you on. I'll be rooting for Come you, bro. <laughs> you could go 0-2. The feeling, like I've, I've said no, before. I'm, go, I'm going to lose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my plan. Going 0-2 doesn't, it's not bad. It, it's the, the thrill of pull, pulling up to Evo and be like, if, even if I get my ass beat, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of the competition. I'm going to do the same for Melty Blood. Oh, yeah. uh, this year at Evo, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Well, if you want to support Blessing going to Evo, you got to go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny and help support us with those dollar dollar bills, y'all. Uh, and if you do that, you get the show ad free. But for everyone else, here's a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. Try it free for 30 days is enough time to try and completely forget about a subscription or service. Before you know it, you're paying for a subscription that you don't use every single month. With Rocket Money, you can change that with a few quick taps. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Rocket Money helped me realize I had a few subscriptions that I just completely don't even need anymore. Uh, And now I'm saving that cash money, baby. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny one more time rocketmoney.com slash 
kind of funny. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Do you want to look as cool as I look? Yes, you do. And you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use the code KINDAFUNNY. You can get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Promo code KINDAFUNNY at ShadyRays.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Any closing words on Tekken uh, 8, Michael? I just have, uh, I can mention, like, what they said about guest characters. Not like, Akuma's coming back. Ah, they got, they got Negan on deck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't. But, uh, but yeah, that, and uh, I forgot to mention, like, one other thing about Heat, but, like, it's not crazy or anything. So. Very cool. Well, moving on. I just quickly want to talk about Sifu Arenas, because it came out. Um, oh. Sifu Arenas is, uh, of course, Sifu, one of our favorite games of the year last year. Um, I absolutely loved it, and I was really praying that we were going to get some like DLC uh, for the game. And we didn't end up getting the uh, what I would have expected, which is like a, a new chapter level. or two or yeah. something like that. Um, but instead, they've been uh, talking about this free update um, that just came out that has Arenas mode that is essentially um, just like a bunch of different challenge modes in the game. And when I first heard about it, I was kind of like, ah, this sounds cool, but it just sounds kind of like, it sounds like a free update. It doesn't sound substantial. It doesn't sound like more of what I actually want from Sifu. Um, but this morning I, I booted it up and I was like, let me, let me just see what's going on. This shit's fucking awesome. Let's fucking guys. go. Holy shit. <laughs> this is it's... the best thing you can tell me after I watch John Wick 4. Dude. Cause I've been in the no, mood. <laughs> timing this with John Wick 4. It's like that, that must've had at least some, somebody was like, we got to do this because <laughs> It, it, that's exactly it. I was mm. like, I feel like I'm playing John Wick 4 right now. Like, oh, let's go. So what's really cool about it is like, there's a bunch of these new, uh, there is new levels because you're in these different arenas. There's different game types where some of them are um, kind of like um, King of the Hill where you go and you have to like fight against a whole bunch of hordes of people that are coming at you and like be the the person that owns the space before moving on. You want to get like three out of four of the, the spaces around um, the level um and it, the level design is pretty cool it's just like the original game where it's like super super stylish and uh it's not as transformative as uh the levels in in sifu but um just the locations themselves are like i mean if you're watching this you can see they're super rad and the coolest fucking thing mm -hmm. is one of the mall is just specific like board battle things we just face you one versus many but they're like based on movie scenes Oh, so, what we just saw here. Yeah, I saw it's straight up based on the Matrix Smith fight. Yeah. And you're wearing a trench coat and it's raining. And you walk and I there's like that. 10 of them standing in a line. And then one of them comes out and you fight. And then it's incredible. And it's just pure hype. Yeah. And then, like, I haven't really played. Um, there's been updates, there's been costume updates and things um, throughout the year that, that I haven't really dabbled with. So I don't know what has been added the last couple months and what is new here. But there's so many costumes that are just, they're just like, what's cool? Fuck it. Let's go for it. Hell like, yeah. you can wear uh, a version of the, the bomber jacket from Drive uh, that Ryan Gosling wore. And I'm like, cool. Just see if it wasn't cool enough. Now I get to fucking beat up Agent Smith wannabes looking like Ryan Gosling. Like, come the <laughs> fuck on, man. Yeah. So, um, Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee outfit. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, again, it really felt like there was like, our goal 
is to just be fucking cool as shit. And this is cool as shit. And I can't wait to play this all night tonight. Yeah, you've you've sold me on playing this as soon as get as I get home, right? Like that that looks incredible. And I had the worry of okay, this DLC sounds really interesting. It sounds it, it 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 sounds fun, but it doesn't sound one ideally exactly what I've been wanting from yeah. it. And then also it's like I'm not a big DLC person. Like, am I gonna make the time to play this when usually I'm playing other things? Right now, honestly, yeah. like I'm not playing that much else. This is the per oh my god, I'm watching this video. Dude. This looks fucking sick as hell. But yeah, no, this 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 is the best thing you could tell me. I think the idea of yeah, having these different fight scenes based on movies. Again, this is the best thing I could hear because watching John Wick 4, the only thing I could think of, of during that movie was, man, I wish there was a video game, like a John Wick video game, which there is, right? But like, I want an action game. Like, mm -hmm. I want to get in. I want to beat somebody's ass. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's really, it's really cool. One of them, um, I, I don't know, FromSoft games. There's one level that's called Praise the Sun, which I think. Oh, that's, that's yeah, yeah that's, that's the Dark Souls uh, thing. So I don't know what, what that's all about, but sounds cool for you wow. guys <laughs> and you had your hand raised oh uh, i was doing i was i gotta say i was doing the praise the oh, sun i was doing gotcha. the praise the sun there it is yeah <laughs> solaire solaire they're, they're doing something there um but the other thing is <laughs> I, I haven't played this game since last year pretty mm -hmm. much it just comes back does it really Ooh, God. Back, that's man. why i love it it's like holy shit like i felt like john wick man Riding i was like this is fucking so sick yeah, stay good you don't gotta get good <laughs> yeah. i'm but, thinking i'm back totally man yeah. totally. <laughs> Andy, and oh. what's this do for you um you know what i it's something that i'm super interested in now especially knowing that I have a, an even beefier PC to kind of run all this shit on. So it's like I've been going back and downloading just older titles for the hell of it to see like how how much I could push it. Plus, when all of these new updates come out, it's not just content. It's usually better optimization and stuff like that. And I remember when this game released on PC initially, there were some hitches and it wasn't like the perfect 60 frames per second experience. I think I was getting like 70 frames and I would dip down every, every once in a while. So I'm excited to check out performance in but yeah all those all that stuff looked a lot cooler than what i initially thought it was going to be yeah and the, the thing is at the end of the day it is what we thought it was going to be which is just hey you're just there and a bunch of people are coming at you and you're fighting mm. but it's sifu so that's fun and right. they, they added the style on top of it where i'm like okay cool that's really all that i actually needed like i don't know that I, as much as i wanted more levels i don't know that i need it i think i get the satisfaction from from playing this so Hell really yeah. excited about that but andy staying in line with the the pc performance stuff I love it when the background matches up for this. You're playing a little bit of Last of Us on PC. What's your experience been like so far? Yeah, I installed The Last of Us PC today, game provided by PlayStation. Thank you, PlayStation. Appreciate y'all. Um, I, I know that there's a lot of, there seems to be a lot of technical issues that people are having online. Um, however, I am like the 1% of the 1%, and I have a 4090. So I haven't experienced really anything yet. Uh, I ended up running the game in full ultra uh, settings on the ultra wide so it's like in 21.9 running gorgeously it looks amazing i haven't noticed any issues yet but i do know a lot of people are having issues with mouse and keyboard controls i haven't really done enough to really give a full to have a full verdict on it but uh so far it is like somehow it looks even better and i i don't quite know how and these people are wizards and i know that iron galaxy worked on the port and it seems like PlayStation already put out, or I believe Naughty Dog put out a statement already. Yes, we know there's issues. We're sorry. We're working on it. So um, I think Blessy made a good point of maybe this is why they just sort of released the port immediately uh, the day of release. Like, we didn't get early codes for it. So that might be why. Maybe they knew that there were some issues. Who knows? Um, so far, I haven't experienced anything too bad uh, up until now. That ultra wide. Yeah. yeah. That's sick. It does. Think it's wild. Good. Yeah, it looks very, very, very good. I sent Roger a trailer um, in assets, at that, and if he could bring up, that'd be great. If not, totally understandable. I think he just but it up, right? <clears throat> um, oh, the, the, this. Gotcha. View Viewfinder is a game that I played at GDC, and I got to talk about it a little bit on Games Daily. Um, Viewfinder is like. The best comparison oh. I can think of is like showing a gamer VR for the first time without the game being VR. Like it feels like it is. Oh, this is like some super liminal type shit. This is yes, the dopest it, thing. Uh, Viewfinder is a puzzle game that you take a you use a Polaroid to take photos of, and it's really really tough to describe on 
to audio listeners, so please just look at the trailer to in order for it to make sense. But you take photos, and you are able to turn the photo whatever way you want to sort of manipulate uh, the world that you are traversing. Um, the second in trailer might show this... In first person, right. The second trailer I, I sent Raj might be a little bit better of a representation, but... Um, it it legitimately it really feels like it is broaching into new areas of gameplay that haven't really been experienced before um similar to what superliminal did again like this feels like something you could show gamers and be like hey this is something you've never seen before in video games check this shit out it works so smoothly i played the demo of it at gdc I was blown away by how well it worked. Again, we saw this trailer at one of these. I believe it was a, maybe a, an wow. Xbox uh, presentation. So we knew this game existed. I just wasn't sure how is this going to work in practice? How is this actually going to feel in your hand? And is it going to be super janky? It is not. It is the smoothest thing ever. It is just insanely intuitive and really, whatever you want the world to look like from the photos that you're taking, you can make it happen. It is, it's mind-boggling, man. I don't even, like, I was just blown away by this demo. And this is one that immediately I need to, like, I, I'm putting this on the list is, okay, you're going to have to check this game out. So I just saw it's Thunderful Games. Which, Thunderful again, we games. keep talking about this. Thunderful, man, they're on the up-and-coming list. Like, they are all-stars, dude. Like they, they had their booth. They had the plan. They had Planet Alana there. They had uh, another kind of like side scroll that I don't quite remember the name, but it was it was viewfinder that I remember seeing there, and I was asked to go play it. Uh, it looked it, it's insane. I can't believe that it works as well as it does. If you're into puzzle games at all, or if you're just into games that are like really trippy and kind of explore new areas of gameplay that haven't really been seen before this is one to definitely look into yeah i'm adding i'm adding it to my playstation wish list which i didn't know i could do actually i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know playstation had wish lists but i i just did it yeah that looks exactly like my type of uh, uh puzzle game like it looks like super liminal it looks like manifold garden right if you're into like the first person type weird solutions yeah like weird yeah. trippy you're fucking yeah walking through painting paintings type shit a million different ways that. to solve puzzles. There's like uh, a lot of them. You you are trying to generate power to turn on uh, this little like sort of telescope device, and in order to generate power, you have to like drop these batteries onto think of like a like a, a charging pad, right, for your phone or something like that. But you you might have one of the charging pads, or you might have one of the batteries, but you need another. So you go find the other, but it's behind a wall, or you could take a photo of that, take it back to the charging pad and place the photo in real time and then like make it go upside down and then it'll just like fall into place out of that world it'll like mm -hmm. objects just kind of fall from where they were it is so fucking trippy to witness in real time yeah. but it, it is awesome as hell man yeah. anti-chamber is one of my favorite indie games like ever yep i fucking love anti-chamber anti is sick as hell yeah there was there's a really cool easter egg they that they showed me where like you end up seeing an image of what looks like a Mega Man video game, and you take a picture of that, and then you could like walk into the Mega Man world in 3D now. It, Fuck, dude. It's so bizarre. I don't think it's like exactly Mega Man. I don't know if they have a license or whatever, but like it, it looks they have a lot of little, um, a little, uh, a bunch of nods to like older gaming stuff. titles. Yeah, homages. It's it's really awesome and just freaky as hell, dude. The just the amount of art styles we're seeing and like how seamlessly they work together. It's kind of mind blowing. And like, yeah, you were talking about the Mega Man thing, but we even saw like like PS one era like first person shootery looking uh, levels and stuff. Like, man, this is awesome. Is there a release date for it? I'm not seeing anything. Okay. I have no idea. Well, no. stay tuned Damn, to this one. This is the type cool. of game where just looking at that trailer, I'm like, if this comes out this year or any year, whatever year it is, Sleeper. I, I bet you it's going to be on my top 10 yeah. game of the year because, like, that just, it just looks free. It looks awesome. genuinely new, like, never done before. I mean, yeah. we've had, like, we've had games that play with perspective, like Antichamber, like Echo Chrome, which I love, but this is like, this is some next level shit. And I would love to do, like, post release interviews with the developers. Like, how the hell did you pull this off? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So cool. Um, bless. I've been pressuring you yeah. for a while now. Yeah. To play a little game called Metroid Fusion. Because you kept being <laughs> like, oh, the you know, review season's happening. I have a little lull right now. I want something small. I just want a little bit. I'm like, mm. four hours, bro. 
four hours. You just beat Metroid Prime. I did. You got to do the one-two punch. Yep. You've been playing it. I loved Metroid Prime. I had an absolute blast with it. And yeah, I was just hanging out at home and I was like, oh, okay, well, like I'm bored. Like I need, I want something to play. And then Tim Getty's voice in my head was like, oh, Metroid Fusion, pick up Metroid Fusion. And I was like, you know what? Fuck <laughs> it. Like, let me boot it up, see what it's about. I started playing it and I didn't stop playing it. Like, there you it, go. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Metroid Fusion is dope as hell. So like if you've somehow lived under a rock this this whole time and you miss Metroid Fusion, as it came out on the Game Boy Advance the same day as, Met the same day as Metroid Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Just day and date wild. with Metroid Prime, right? So two Metroids released in one day, and it was one 2D one, one first person revolutionary one. And they interconnected, and then you could use the fusion suit in Prime. Yeah. Uh, it's So, like, you know, I've talked about before that I'm not a big Metroidvania person. Metroidvania is not a buzzword that gets me excited. Usually, if anything, if I hear Metroidvania, I'm like, all right, cool. I guess I'm going to get lost in this game forever. <laughs> oh. Like, usually I roll my eyes a little bit, right? And I know that's probably blasph blasphemous to say, but it's true. Um, and even with games like, you know, Metroid Dread, I enjoyed Metroid Dread, but I enjoyed mostly the boss fights in metroid dread right like getting lost were like my least favorite parts in these kinds of kinds of games so far in playing through metroid fusion i've been enjoying it the whole way through like even the parts where it is solve where you need to go figure out how to solve um the like the puzzles of where are the explodable <laughs> pixels on the in the room right like what walls what floors do i need to explode to then get to the next part usually that stuff annoys me but i think metroid fusion is so well designed just in how it like keeps everything in pockets you know and it keeps you very linear it's, well. it's very linear it has like yeah it has a lot of devices to keep you moving forward so you're not like oh man this isn't the room i'm supposed to go to and then you go back and then you lose your, your way entirely because the way the way the, the game is divided up into like these different sections of this map you're on you know, you have a navigation room that you go to, and that'll always give you an objective that is, hey, right now, the thing you're looking for is in section six. Go to section six and get to this room right here, right? And so you know exactly where you need to go in this smaller area, and you can get lost in a smaller area, and it's great, right? Like, you're not, you don't feel like you're in this hopeless pursuit of, like, okay, what the fuck do I need to do? <laughs> um, so I, I enjoy that first and foremost. But then also, I, this game... This game could have came out yesterday. Like it's kind of crazy how one beautiful this game looks for a Game Boy Advance game, right? Like it, it like the pixel art looks fantastic. The, the environment art looks great. Um, the way Samus moves in the game feels great, right? Like I've not really had any complaint so far about like the way the game runs or looks or anything like that. It feels like a modern game, which is wild because what this game must have came out in like 2002, 2001, mm -hmm. somewhere 2002. around 2002. Yeah, and like it does not feel that way. Like it holds it holds up completely. Even playing it on my Nintendo Switch OLED as a Game Boy Advance game. That is the thing that's impressed me uh the the most so far. It's colors, man. The colors pop so well. The enemy design looks so great. The boss design I, I, I enjoy so much. I think the bosses look fantastic. And then there's a story here that I'm actually engaged with, <laughs> which I was not expecting, where you'll get um certain moments where maybe you're going up or down an elevator and then you'll just see like have t you'll have like a zoom in of samus and then texts that are like and then the 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 sax uh, started invading the whatever thing right like and you'll get like certain like glimpses into samus's mind of like oh yeah and like and um i was talking to my commander and my commander called me lady and like all this all like all this weird stuff that i was not expecting in terms of samus's background but then also weird shit that's going on in the in the environment itself of this weird oh yeah roger's on it roger's pulled up one of the exact moments i'm talking about but um and i think this might be the one where he talks about yeah, yeah being called wait. lady <laughs> but yeah moments like this and then moments where you'll see a cutscene of another samus in the in the area where like there's another samus called sax i believe that's fucking shit up right and, and making the suit from super metroid yep. chasing you down yep it's the samus suit you know that is chasing you down making life uh, difficult for you and they have this whole narrative about um these i think they're other they're called x i believe the um like the non-metroid metroids basically it's like the rivals of the metroids <laughs> essentially uh and yeah everything that's going on in this game from a story perspective i think is super cool and then yeah it feels like a nice bite-sized way to experience metroid um it's funny you mentioned like four four hours i look at how long to beat and it says five hours i don't know what my progress is right now it doesn't feel like i'm making good pace i think i've played maybe about three three and a half hours and i'm like i feel like i have so much game left in front of me but i don't want to put it down like i'm still in, enjoying it uh, at this pace i'm going at and yeah like more and more in the last year and a half i found myself getting more into metroid and i Love did not it. i did not expect Ooh, this yeah. this is this is the i have best not been a, for me i have not been a metroid <laughs> person like i've been not anti-metroid i've just not cared about metroid is the thing i between dread prime and now this i'm like fuck man 
Metroid might be good. Like Metroid, <laughs> Metroid might be a good video game series. And who's so, to say? Yeah, who's so what, to say? What I'm excited about for you is after this. So this is Metroid Four. Like when when you start the game up, it says Metroid Four, mm-hmm. uh, and Metroid Dread says Metroid Five. Uh, they remade the original Metroid, Metroid One. Yeah, uh, zero after, mission. zero mission yeah. after they put Fusion out, and Zero Mission is actually. My favorite of the Game Boy oh, Advance uh, games. It is so good. I fucking. What love is that? It. Do you not agree? Oh no, I. I oh, okay. Like, I love all Metroid, mm. and, and Zero Mission is definitely up there. Zero Mission is so damn good. What yeah. platform is Zero Mission? GBA. On? Okay. So yeah. I'm hoping that we get it next, and I think you're gonna really enjoy that one because yeah. it's it's real, <laughs> it's real good. But I mean, yeah. I, 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 I so can I cannot believe I'm a Metroid person. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, we did it. The thing I like about this one too is I was expecting it to be the same slow grind of. All right, you're gonna get the the ball ability. All right, you're gonna get the bomb. All right, you're gonna get the missile. Now the super missile, and it, there is that, but they do it at such a quick pace that it doesn't feel like it's wasting my time, and I don't feel like I always know what's about to come next. Um, and so yeah, like shout out to Metroid Fusion for for doing its thing, for existing <laughs> and being a very good Metroid game. Oh, love that. Um, and then just real quick, I want to end the show with some PAX stores, Michael. Yeah. You went to, to PAX East. Uh, how how what did you what did you play? What did you do? What did oh. you see? I saw a whole lot of friends. I saw a lot of homies. That's basically what I did all of PAX East. I spent a lot of time just chilling with people that I wouldn't see uh, otherwise. So shouts out to my boy Alex Van Aken. Hey. Shouts out to the boy Jesse Vitelli. Shouts out to the boy Eric Van Allen. So many other folks. I got to see the homegirl Jess Reyes for the first time. She's been on Inverse and did stuff for GameSpot and Fanbyte. Um, Just a ton of people all around that uh, either I'm just chilling with on Discord or I'm interacting with on Twitter. Every night, turning up in the Western lobby, you know what I'm saying? Shouts out to Brendan Groom from Past the Controller. That is my guy. He's a Boston native, and he came through. You know, don't don't tell the don't tell the, the folks at Weston, but that fool came through with all the goods, fucking coolers full of drinks to keep us sustained all night. <laughs> Brendan Groom is my guy. <laughs> oh man! But other than that, you know, I was this is a well, probably the first convention I went to where I w- didn't have many, if any, work obligations. So I did what I wanted to do. I went to the Final Fantasy XIV panel. Uh, I went to the Final Fantasy XVI panel, of course. And uh, I got to see... They showed off some new gameplay, actually. So they, half of it was the preview that I did as well. Uh, and then the other half was, here's what the open world looks like. Or here's how exploration works. And uh, here's some of the different things that you could do. Here's how the game transitions in different phases or whatever. Uh, so it was a much more um, public... And look at the game and Yoshi P was actually playing the game. It was a live demo. Oh, cool. Uh, so he was like, yeah, look at me. I'm actually controlling the game is real and all this other stuff. So it was, a, it was a ton of fun to, to be there at that panel uh, to see that game in action again. Like I, I got hands on with it before, but uh, seeing, seeing some, seeing some new stuff and the way he was explaining all things and the crowd was going wild. Uh, it was just really fun to be a part of it. It was in the big arena too uh, at Boston convention center. So 3,000 people getting hyped for Final Fantasy 16. Uh, that was genuinely exciting. So I def- definitely uh, was hyped to see more new stuff that I didn't even get to experience in my hands-on. Uh, but yeah, Final Fantasy 16 panel was probably the highlight of the show. I also got hands-on with Demon School, which y'all had for oh, the yeah. KF showcase. Yeah. Um, and shouts out to the the homegirl, uh, Jenna Stieber. She was, she's doing the marketing for that and uh, former Polygon. And she gave me the demo. And I was like, oh, this is really, this is genuinely cool. New tactics uh, t- style of tactics game with some really good uh, pixel art. So I got hands on with that. Slay the Princess is a game. I don't know if y'all know what Slay the Princess is, but mm-hmm. it's sort of this uh, text-based adventure sort of visual novel thing with a sketchbook art style, but it gets really fucking weird, like creepy, and uh, it plays a lot. It's like a psychological horror type of thing. Um, I got hands on with that, and there was a big crowd around that game. That yeah, so here it is. Slay the Princess is. Uh, you just have a bunch of different dialogue choices, and it mm-hmm. dictates the branches of the way the story goes. I don't even know how many possibilities they are, there are in the branches just from the demo. So uh, that got a lot of steam on the show floor. Like Crowds were, were around that game watching and looking at the different choices that you can make. So that might be a sleeper hit. I'm not sure when that's going to come out, but uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, but yeah, those are, those are the main standouts right there. Uh, but PAX East was... Was dope. Does it feel like PAX is back in like full force? I wouldn't say full force. I think like Nintendo had a booth there, but it was all stuff that we've already seen. It was just like multiplayer kinds of things just for people to do on the floor. 
Uh, Square Enix was there. There was the like Tears of the Kingdom like activation, but it wasn't. Yeah, no, it was just like yeah. take a picture with the statue. We'll have the yeah. trailer playing and all that. Um, so there wasn't necessarily any big ticket items except for. So Square Enix didn't have a booth on the floor, but they did the 16 presentation. That felt actually felt like a big deal. Like that's a keynote. That's like a marquee thing to have for a PAX East. So uh, it feels like it is building towards that bigger notoriety. And with you know who knows what's going on with E3's future. You know, PAX, you know, PAX East and PAX West feels like they're filling the gap that you would want out of E3. I know it's kind of a bummer. Like, if E3 doesn't exist anymore, when when's the industry going to get together to do the whole, you know, we're going to see new stuff, interview people, get together and go to the show floor and try new games and do behind closed doors and do panels and stuff. PAX has that. And especially this year, it may have been, may have been a smaller scale with what was on the floor. But with the presence of Square Enix, with some of the cool indie games or the smaller scale games that were just on the floor that you could discover, PAX is a ton of fun. And I think it's uh, it's definitely filling that void for me who miss, misses going to conventions and having fun. But yeah, that's uh, PAX East was dope. Hell yeah, man. Michael, thank you for joining us. Of course. Remind people, where can they find you? Ah, you can find me and all of my bullshit at Michael P. Hyam on Twitter. And I encourage you to go over to hit video game website, GameSpot.com for my full Written, rev- written, well, not review, preview of Tekken 8. Oh, I ain't reviewed that game yet. <laughs> when, when it is time, you know where to find me. But yeah, you could find the whole preview written, all the details you would want out of Tekken 8 at GameSpot. Also, check out my Bayonetta Origins Cereza and the Lost Demon review on IGN.com. That is my current game of the year. Wow. That's wow. I say about that. Very yeah. cool. Bayonetta Origins. I love that game to pieces. So yeah, I'm out there. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for coming through. Of course. Andy, thank you for coming through as well. Why did Seven, uh, why was Seven afraid of I knew, I knew if I queued him up, he was going to have some bullshit. (laughs) And bless, it's been a pleasure. Seven, eight, nine. Until next time, I love you all. Goodbye. Take it, eight, nine.